You all are having a great, great e evening. You are tuned in to the MJB Music with JB Podcast. I am Mario J. Brown, singer, songwriter, and CEO of MJB Music. And I am JB, the other side of the MJB Music cast and crew. Uh, <laughs> and I'm excited to be here. So, yeah. Yes, sir. We're glad to have you, brother. You know, I couldn't do it without you. I appreciate you. So yes, listen, sir. man, um, you guys, we started this podcast to bring you everything music, education and culture. And we understand that it takes more than a song. So, JB, can you tell us, tell the, our listeners exactly what they can look forward to on this podcast? Well, yeah. So this podcast, what we what has been designed to do is to get us to uh, give the information from industry professionals such as um artists, uh, which uh, are gospel artists, uh, secular artists, um, photographers, uh, uh, makeup artists, um, producers, and singer and songwriters. So we get a lot of information from those people to help us in our, in our areas of creative expertise and so that we can, if we, if we choose to take it to the next level, we'll have good insight and information uh, to take our, our, our craft to the next level. Absolutely. Yeah, we're giving you everything that I wish I had when I first started. How about that? There it is. There <laughs> so there's, you know, I've, I've had an opportunity to um, develop relationships with some people that have really perfected their crafts. And so we're just reaching out. We have uh, some attorneys that will be on here um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, fashion design, everything, you name it, everything that makes you a successful artist. So um, the other thing I love about it is that we don't just talk music. We talk life. And so, you know, in that you'll get some valuable information that you can take along with you and apply to whatever field you're in. So, again, um, you guys feel free to sh chime in and ask questions. We love when you guys are, are, are vocal. Uh, shout out to Farina Books, Loso. You guys are tuning in. I appreciate you all. So, um, yeah, today, 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 thank you for joining us. We truly value your time. And uh, today's topic of discussion is longevity as an artist. I'm going to read this bio multiple I'm sorry multiple stellar award winner and dove nominee Moret Brown Clark is one of the one of the gospel music industry sweethearts with four chart topping albums credited to her career Moret is yet remaining true and authentic to her sound grace and call the well-known praise and worship anthem one God and it ain't over top the charts. In 2011, she released The Sound of Victory with the lead single, I Hear the Sound of Victory, becoming the number 17 gospel song of the year, charted by Billboard magazine. And how about that? Her more recent singles, King O King and I Want God, are also classics from Clark that you that are available for download right now. So make sure you pick that up. But before we talk to Miss uh, Moret Brown Clark, we want to give you the news flash culture moment of the day. JB, tell us what's going on in the culture. Uh, so I don't know if you missed it on yesterday. They had the versus battle uh, of the legendary Patti LaBelle and uh, 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 what was it? Uh, Gladys uh, Knight. Gladys Knight. Thank you. And then they had yes. a special guest appearance by Dionne Warwick. And so uh, I didn't catch none of it, but I heard I seen I seen clips of it. Some people were uh, keeping me posted as to what was going on. Uh, Mario, did you get a chance to watch it? Yes, sir. I wouldn't have missed it. It was amazing, man. That was a moment in history that we may never see again, man. So I was just sitting there just, first of all, blown away by um, just how they've kept themselves, man. They look beautiful. Um, and also the music is just timeless and just took you back. Like you can listen to their music and know and remember exactly where you were when you heard it. And, you know, even though I was younger at some of those songs, now I listen back and I can really understand the meaning of those songs so i can really appreciate them more now but yeah man shout out to the verses and you know timbo and uh swiss beats for putting that together because light of this whole pandemic man yeah i think i think the verses are really good for everybody during this time just like you know with sports being back uh, i think the verses in the back and the and the just the listening to the uh the music is is really good i think what we need in this time uh music heals a heals a soul and so it's it's huge uh, yes, to sir. have these verses uh, and have this music 
to be able to kind of heal the soul a little bit. Yeah. And it's also, it's just beautiful to give, you know, flowers while they are yet living to know that they're still appreciated, still valuable. And, you know, man, I just, I love the whole vibe of it, man. It was a great, great, great show. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Great, great topic, man. But yeah, we're going to get into our topic today. Again, longevity as an artist and who better to talk to than Morette Brown Clark. Um, JB, in your opinion, why do you think some artists stick around while others fade? Uh, primarily because of uh, the hard work that they put into it. But not only that, I think that that they really have honed their craft and put in the work to do, uh, to give timeless music. Uh, There's nothing to be said. Like, I mean, you talk about Patti LaBelle and and Dionne Warwick and and, uh, Gladys Knight, some of the songs. My wife is an old head. And so she's a, when I say old head, she she listens to a a lot of old music. And so when she, she, she can, like I was playing, I was playing it a little bit of it, and she was able to just from a from a distance hear the mm-hmm. song and be able to connect to it. And so I guess what I'm saying is that that connection that you have with songs uh, to be able to be a timeless artist is is uh, is is key to being a a artist that works throughout decades. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I can't wait to talk to someone who has had longevity as an artist. Some of them, some of some people see her now and have no idea, you know, the time and the, you know, energy that she's put into this for many, many years. So we want to talk about it. So without further ado, let's welcome my big sister, Morette Brown Clark, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Look, I'm in here trying hey, to find hey, a good place to be. <laughs> when well, you get situated. But yeah. listen, it's like I've got my daytime, like where I can go and do all of this. And then I guess I haven't figured out the nighttime one yet. So I'm working on it. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. This is a mess. Anyway. It's so so good to have you on the show, and I can't wait to hear your heart tonight. And, um, you know, we're going to jump right into it. Before we do, I just want to shout out a couple more people. We we like to make our listeners and viewers feel special. And uh, John Causey, we see you. David Pharrell Williamson, Sugar Harrell, Shaq Willis, Chaney Joplin, Lawrence C. Berry, Tanisha Kelly, and many more. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, again, you guys are in for such a treat. So we're going to jump right into it. Miss Moret, you ready? Yeah, I think this is about the best it's going to get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to see my little, my $5 Pac-Man shirt I got. From, <laughs> this is my new thing to do. It's nice though. I like Represent it. Represent the old yeah, school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make that, just makes you feel good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's jump into it. Okay. I want you to um, kind of take us take us on the journey down your career path to becoming a successful, world-renowned gospel artist. Um, first of all, tell us where you're from, where did your passion come from, and how did, how did you get your start? So first, you're too kind, but thank you so much for that. <laughs> Let me say that um, it's an honor to be here uh, with you. And uh, is it BJ or JB? JB. JB. Yeah, okay, I got that. So um, <laughs> it's an honor to be here with you, um, be one of the first few guests on your podcast. So I'm yes. going to put this on the old resume, as they say. Um, <laughs> but just thank you so much for having me. Originally from Long Island, New York, um, mm. and moved to Maryland for college and got stuck here in Maryland. So I am... Lord Jesus. And this is kind of where I got my, the solo career. So when I was home, raised in New York, grew up in the church, sang in the church, was dragged to church. Uh, My father taught me how to sing. I took piano lessons and then um, sang all over, sang in school, sang, you know, that was just what we did, played the piano and did, and came down here to college. And, you know, I just was like, everybody sings, everybody, that's just what you do. But um, when I got to college away from what was familiar, of course, um, when I would open my mouth to sing, I joined the gospel choir at the school. I'd open my mouth to sing and people would kind of look like, what? And I'd like (laughs) looking back at them like, yeah, you know, we singing. It's all good. But it was something to be amongst people who didn't know me from any anybody and then to have them to be complimentary about my voice and to kind of be encouraging about that. So that's kind of when I knew 
there was something more to it because you can always sing at your home church. You can always sing at the yeah. family reunion. You can always sing around your, you know, family members, your friends, they'll gas you up, but it's when you're around mm -hmm. people that don't know you and they have no skin in the game. That's when you really know that you're working with something. And um, it just kind of started from there. Graduated from college, got a job, had a car, a boyfriend, place to stay, had a good church home. And it was still something in me that was picking at my spirit. Um, I'd done mm. everything that the world said to do, get all of that stuff, but it was something that was picking me. And it was this call that was on my life. So, you know, I know we're probably going to talk about it later, but I don't know what to tell people who don't have a call on their life to do mm. what it is that God is birthed them to do. So it just so happened that the call for me lined up with the will of God for my life. And I took off running and that's basically brought me to from then to present day and hopefully beyond. Wow. Wow. So I didn't know, I didn't know. First of all, I didn't know you played like that. Well, so you, 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 know, you play an instrument. I, I play the piano, but it's gotten like worse through the years. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be really good. And then, um, okay. you know, you start getting busy. I start having kids and raising kids and yeah. stop practicing. And I was just like, I can't. So um, now I, I can play about, I used to play good enough to play my songs so my musicians would be able to like get them. And now I yeah. can't even do that. I was like, listen, I'm going to play this in the PSC. <laughs> And, but I want it in A flat, so transpose it and put some bells and whistles on it. Right. I don't have time to figure out the black keys. I can't. I don't have no time. <laughs> wow. For sure, for sure. So I know many of us have, um, you know, had uh, come from a long line of singers and musicians. Do you have that in your 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 bloodline as well? Um, you know, just as far as I know, my dad. Um, it, like I said, he taught us to sing. Um, his father, I believe, sung. I have, you know, my dad's mm. side, a lot of singers. His sister, my great aunt, who's my aunt, who's actually still alive, um, and singing. She's ninety now, and so wow. um, they're wow. all um, musical. They were, and then my mother wanted to be musical. She wanted um, musical kids. In fact, she'll tell the story that she married my dad. You know, the the prerequisite was you have to teach our kids how to sing. And so he taught was four of us. He taught all of us how to sing and she made sure that we were exposed to instrumentation. So I took piano lessons, studied theory for like nine years and beyond. Wow. My sister played piano. My brother, older brother plays the drums. And then my twin brother, uh, he gave up the ghost and just stuck to the tambourine. So, but we were all, we were all very musical. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Did you guys ever sing together as a group? Or? Oh God. Yeah. 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 All <laughs> over New York. I'm telling you, we were dragged to church. We had to sing when nobody else was singing, go when nobody else was going. And you know, mm -hmm. those four o'clock services that didn't start till six and didn't get out till nine. Like New York is infamous for, for starting late and staying long and so that is what i grew up um with and you still got to get your homework done you still got to get keep your grades up you still have to do it but then it's torture when you're a little kid it's torture you can't go to the mm -hmm, skating mm -hmm. rink because you have to rehearse you're getting dragged in the living room sing it again you are you know you can't <laughs> go to the dance because we have to go to friday night church and you you're so begrudging it you're like oh you know but all yep. of that was working for my good. I never envisioned, you know, you're a little kid and you're like, I envision myself singing. That wasn't me. My brother, my twin mm -hmm. brother was the singer. And all of my friends wow. in New York knew me as um, playing the piano for him. So when I mm. started kind of working on music down here in Maryland, everybody was like, oh yeah, um, Marep is making a record. And all my friends in New York were like, no, she's not. Maurice is making a record but not Moret. They were like, no, they, they tell me Moret's making records. And so it was, it was disbelief from people who knew me because I was running away from singing. Yeah. Although I knew that it was the call of God on my life. Wow. Wow. Amazing. 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 Wow. So, um, I know you sing gospel music and you came up in the church. Um, what, who are some of your influences and, um, like who are some of the people that you, that you've kind of, 
you know, studied or patterned yourself after? Okay, so just coming up. Yeah, so it's real easy. CC Winans, um, Donnie mm. McClurkin, Richard Smallwood, of course. When you know, and so I ended up singing with him, which is nothing short of a miracle. I grew up um, listening to Donnie McClurkin. I met him when I was twelve, and he wasn't Donnie McClurkin to the world yet. It was him, and he had his singers singing with him, his sisters singing with him, mm. and they would come to my church in New York because he's from Long Island too. And I remember seeing him. And listening to him, of course, but also what uh, what that opened up to me was he wasn't singing songs that anybody knew. He was the singing the songs that God had given him that he'd written. And mm. it still was like wiping out the church. So you knew even then that Donnie was destined for greatness, um, even as, you know, like I said, like a, a kid, you could feel the hand of God that was on his life. Yeah. And so people were that you can literally look at them and when they open their mouths, you can feel the hand of just the voice of God, like it's singing. Those were the people's ministries that I was attracted to. Yeah, I like a good bump and I like church all day. You can sing a bad church song and I'm with you, but it's something right. about when that anointing, as soon as yeah. a person opens their mouth, you got my attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, how about on, on the secular side of things? Um, were there any oh, secular gotcha. artists? Whitney Houston, like, come on, Whitney mm. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Whitney, and um, you know the people that the the ladies. I'm sorry that were on the verses yesterday. Gladys Knight, and yeah. Patti LaBelle. You know, Gladys Knight, that soulful um, alto ness mm. of her, of course, was a draw for me. I could never sing like yeah. Patti, but you know, <laughs> just those types of things, all kind of music. Now, that's the one thing. My parents were. Um, strict about us going to church, but they were not strict about some of the other things. So we could listen to all kinds of music. So we listened to awesome. the Motowns and I listened to 70s music like Chicago and stuff like that. And um, we were able to, you know, wear, wear pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I Everybody can't so, say that. Yeah, right? Right? Everybody can't say that. No, they can't. <laughs> So it's like we, you know, Jesus was there, but it wasn't just like a, a strangulation, Jesus, I want to say. And I hope mm. that doesn't offend anybody. Right. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I want to kind of get into, um, you know, just wanted to lay some groundwork. And also I want to find out what's been uh, like the defining kind of breakout moment in your career. Uh, what's been the highlight for you so far? Oh, gosh. Um, a couple of highlights. Okay. Um, so let's see. Gosh, Lee. So I've recorded with um, a lot of people. Um, I've recorded with, and all the artists I record with, you know, I counted an honor and a privilege. So I've recorded with, you know, and this is going back to the the early 90s, mid 90s, I want to say. Um, John P. Kelly did some work with. Um, uh, Timothy Wright recorded with the Women's Chester Mass Choir. Daniel Winans was actually the first person to take a chance on me um, on a record. Um, and then of course, everybody knows me for singing with Richard Smallwood. And that um, came about because of just me going around the DMV and singing and sitting down at the piano when I could play and, <laughs> and playing and singing. And there was a group that I sang with called the Keith Lee Singers. And some of them are some of my best friends even now. And we were kind of like the early version of what you would consider like an Anthony Brown group therapy, really okay. high notes, really intricate uh, harmonies, which, um, you know, it was five of us. And so we were kind of in that vein and it was just nice to learn um, learn those types of things. And so that was kind of like the catalyst. Once I was um, in Maryland and was able to kind of experiment vocally, even when I was in New York, I sang soprano. When I came down to Maryland, I declared myself an alto. So even in that, <laughs> in that regard of just kind of shifting, you know, musically, I'm trying to find, oh, there we go. Shifting musically, um, just in, you know, parts, whatever. I just thought the alto part was a little more interesting. But um, singing with Richard Smallwood, singing on Angels. Angels being one of the top songs on that live in Atlanta album wow. on Adoration. Could not have, you know, guessed that that would happen. But 
in singing that song and it doing so well, um, people who had known me for years decided to give me a chance with a record deal. So signing my first record deal, of course, was a big uh, part of things. But it, it took singing with Richard Smallwood and people yeah. and people yeah. seeing that, oh, we can actually, you know, there's something to this money wise, not just we like Marette, she's a great singer, you know, we appreciate her anointing, but it was also she can make us some money. So that's a good, you know, we'll get to that later too. Um, yeah. About that whole thing. But singing with Richard, um, getting my own record deal, having my own record come out on a major label um, was a was a big deal. Winning a Stella Award, which was something that um, I had only, you know, giggled about. Like, you hmm. know, this is not going to happen to me. This happens to other people. But then it happened to me. And then I guess being able to just continue to do what I knew in my heart God had created me to do. So when you talk about longevity, for me, it wasn't just, okay, I'm going to sing and, you know, I want to be famous. I want to do this. It literally was, okay, you've called me to sing. So now I'm going to do it. How, but I didn't want to just sing to the people that already had heard me sing. My mother, my father, my sister, my brother, they all knew that already. But for me, I was like, how many, how can I reach a lot of people in one full swoop? And that was entering into the recording industry because you can be a singer and, and sing and bless people, but not be in the recording industry. And that's a whole nother mm -hmm. uh, beast. Mm -hmm. And so, but I knew that that was the path that I wanted to take and God blessed it and breathed life into it. And that's why I'm still here doing it today. I've seen people come, go, come back yeah. again, leave again. I've seen people start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. But I've never given up what this is because it's a calling on my life as opposed to just something I want to do because somebody encouraged me that I sounded good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. Really good. And you kind of led into what I, where I was going to go to um, in good. terms of why people... Um, some people fade and some people stay, you know, talking about longevity. Um, what's been or what have you found to be the most challenging part of your career? I know that um, you make it look easy. You make it look like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's this not, is just it's, it's simple. But it's I, so <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Run for your lives. <laughs> 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 Turn my mic up, JB. <laughs> yeah, run, run for your lives. You know? <laughs> I heard you right. loud and clear. Oh my, get a government job, get benefits. Like, oh my God, get a 401k, get some stuff. Like, don't do this. Don't wow. do this. Wow. That's oh. funny. That's Man, funny. if it if it wasn't for the call. Right. Honest, honest to goodness. Honest to goodness. Lord. Yeah. Um, but what was your question? I'm sorry, I spazzed. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Like I said, you make it look so easy, but I know that you've had your challenging moments. You've yeah. had your times where you wanted to turn around and, and quit and not, you know, keep going, continue to. But yeah. what's been what have you found to be the most challenging part of your career? I'm still having those challenges. I'm still um, having those uh, those issues. The most challenging part of my career has been the industry, because at the heart of who you are as mm -hmm. a creator, creative person. You just want to create your music. You just want to create something that will last and something that will impact somebody else's heart, soul, mind, spirit, lift up somebody's day. And then the the part of that that's not the part that cares about the, the love, the spirit, the music, the integrity, all that stuff is the industry. Now you will find, and I've been blessed to find wonderful people in the industry. And that's another point, building these relationships. The fact that me and you are on this line mm -hmm. today is because we mm -hmm. built a relationship and it goes way past um, music. It goes to, Absolutely. I care about you. I care about your family. I care about your future. I care about you, you as a person. And I also care about your music. So when you can come across people like that in the music industry, now that I met JB, I care about him too. Like he's stuck with Aww. me, but yeah. But once <laughs> you can kind of develop those things, it will, it will lead to your longevity. I'm getting calls now from churches that yeah. I've sung at from years ago. 
um, that are saying, you know, can you make us uh, some visual content for our church? I'm getting calls about opportunities from people that I've known for 20 years, different doors that are opening. But it's because I've had these relationships. We don't talk every day. We don't email mm -hmm. every day. But I've mm -hmm. been integral in my relationships. And those things are remembered. Those things, how you come to a gig, how you act at a gig, how you blow people off or treat people, those things come into play. When a door opens and they're sitting at the table going, well, who can we get to sing? Or who can we get to play? Who can we get, you know, who can you get to move? you know, move their family from a city to this city and offer them a salary to do this music or who can we offer a record deal with? You're literally at the at the 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 call of somebody sitting at the table going, nah, I saw them the one time in LA and they didn't hmm. speak to me. So no, I don't think we should sign them. So it's how you're integral about your your um your business dealings. And of course you can't control everything because some people are just gonna be swole no matter what. But Right. It's how you operate, how you navigate through the industry that helps your longevity. So just like a Gladys Knight, just like a Patti LaBelle, those people have longevity because of the way they've interacted and kind of walked through the industry. Yeah, that's very good. Very good. Valuable. Are there any lessons you've learned um, along the way that you wish you would have known sooner? To to follow your first mind. Hmm. Yeah. As if it relates gut, to, to yeah, as it relates to everything. If your gut says don't take this gig and they're paying you a million dollars, but your gut is like, mm, don't do it, mm. don't do it. I'm telling you, if your gut says don't do business with somebody because of you know it might not be the right thing, um, don't do mm. it. Your gut, your first mind is your right mind. When I met you, mm. my first mind was my right mind. I love you. And that has not faded. My first mind was my right mind with, you know, the singers that I had, my musicians, my camp, my producers. That's my, that was like the people that I work with, you know what I mean? The, that's my yeah. right mind. And that's that gut. Trust your gut because it, it is literally for those of us who are, you know, Christian in the gospel, that is literally God speaking to you. Now, if you're that's not saved, who on, are, yes, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is talking to you. If you're yeah. not saved, then you're going to call it your gut, your instinct. But follow that because that literally is the thing. Your first mind is the one that I should always follow. There's things that I kind of got into that I was like, ah, I knew it. I should have. Hmm. And then there's other things that I look and look back to and know that I followed my first mind. And I still have connections to those people, to those opportunities, to those things today because I followed my first mom. Wow. That's, really That's good. so good. Very, very good. I'm glad you even talked about, you know, touched on relationships. I think every guest that we've had on here has has some kind of way talked about relationships yeah. and the value and importance of relationships. So um, it's key. And I'm hoping that our listeners and viewers will, you know, really, really get that deep down. Yeah. Because, you know, the relationships are the things that carry you um, beyond the dollar. Yep. So, um, you know, I appreciate the relationship that we have. You know, you've been able to walk me in some places that because of your relationships, I had no problem getting through that door. Right. And so, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful, you know, for the platform that you afforded to me and just having you as a as a you know, a mentor and um, still being there for me. I really appreciate everything yeah, that you've done yeah. and continue to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, music can be temperamental, as we know. Um, it can be in today and, and, and out tomorrow. How have you managed to release songs that don't fade? It's um, the it's the lyrics, actually. So it's the words. Um, you know, a great song is a lot of things and a lot of things have to meet up in order for a song to be great. So you have to start with great lyrics. You have to start with a great melody. You have to start with great production. Um, you have to start with a mixing. The mixing has to be right. Even the, the mastering, the mastering could change even how a record sounds. The right vocals, mm -hmm. the right musicians, the right touch, a keyboard touch, the right bass player that's not, you know, the right musicians that aren't just trying to like get their man or something, but they're sensitive mm -hmm. to what it is that you do. So like for me, um, I'm a real kind of cool, jazzy singer, like by trade. And so you coming into the studio, plucking everything, 
is <laughs> not going to work for me. So now I put my right. voice with a pop, 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 all the time. And they're going to be like, yeah, that song don't match. So everything really has to line up. And I have been the benefactor of more times than, than less of those things lining up. So a song like an It Ain't Over Until God Says It's Over, which Anthony yes. Brown wrote for me. But he let me hear it in a car ride to a Wilmington Chester Mass Choir rehearsal, a cappella. I was driving. He was in the passenger side. And he was maybe 20, 21 at the time. And he wow. said, I think I have one more song for your record. And I was like, okay, let me hear it. And he started singing that. I know the odds look stacked against you. And it seems that there's no way out. I know that the issue seems unchangeable and that there's no reason to shout, but the impossible. He got right there and I was like, stop, I'm recording it. Like you cannot, oh my God. you can't pay for stuff like that. And so what happened was Asaph Ward gets a hold of it. He has the right musician, Eddie Brown, keyboard player, like bananas. Asaph produces the heck out of it, that whole album. Um, you know, the right musicians. It's like all of those things have to line up. And um, that's basically how I've been able to make it. And then you got to get the right people to work the record. So I've been yeah. fortunate that, you know, I've been on major labels. All of my records have been on major labels and I haven't had to literally like push it or do it myself. So I've been blessed in so many ways um, that are really too numerous to count. Um, yeah. But it definitely is. You got to start with the lyrics. If your song is not saying anything or doesn't make sense, um, it's not going to stick. Richard Smallwood, his songs are in in um, hymn books because of the lyrics. Lord, I will lift my eyes to the hills. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's, he's pulling yeah. from the scripture. Um, thank you for the many times I've fallen, yet you forgave me. Thank you. Oh, shucks. Like what? Yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. And see, and, and that's the thing. People will forget grooves because mm -hmm. it's how you feel. I'll mm -hmm. forget how you, you know, I'll forget that. I'll forget the groove, but I won't forget when I'm looking for something to encourage me, I'm pulling up those lyrics, those songs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I'm out of pocket or not, but you never know what people are dealing with. And right. just to be completely transparent, it's, it's been a rough, rough day, rough couple weeks, <laughs> rough season. And I yeah, just want, yeah. if you don't, can, can you just sing a verse and a hook of the, you, you went into it. I wasn't going to ask you to sing because <laughs> I know how that can be sometimes, but I felt something that was just uh, refreshing, even just with the chorus of it ain't over. So if you don't mind, can we just have a, a verse and a, a short chorus. That's yeah, all I I'll ask. Second, I'll do the <laughs> I'll do the second verse. He never okay. said it would be easy. Mario, but you're a winner in the end. Cause Jesus defeated all your enemies way before this fight began but the impossible is still god's chance he wants to work a miracle and he's able to work a miracle so just Until God says it's over, I'm glad it ain't over. Until God says it's done, no, it ain't over. Yeah. Until God says it's over, y'all keep fighting until the victory is won come on here yes now. yes yes yeah. yes yes yeah. amen That's praise good. god thank you jesus yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow thank you thank you thank you i appreciated that i needed it and i'm sure somebody else that's listening needed it as well oh man yes 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 yeah. let's see where are we um <laughs> well, let me freak it's not over i'm telling you 
you know, our <laughs> eyes are seeing things that we never thought we'd see. Like in this, um, COVID is touching everybody in a way, mm-hmm. whether you've had the illness and recovered from it, i.e., you know, yeah, um, yeah. or whether you've just been impacted by, um, you know, job loss or money loss or just the, the inability to be able to kind of move like you want to move. You know, I was running in just now and the highlight of my husband's day is to get off work and then let's drive to Costco. I'm like, man, we like old, old married people or something. Like we need to go out to dinner and, you know, go. <laughs> <laughs> like go to church service or go to you know just meet up with friends and stuff i was like man costco this is it huh this is this is how we going out so and, but you know we have to seriously like hold on the joy that i'm taking away from this is just the time that i'm getting to spend with my yeah. family and friends and connect with people have time to actually have a <clears throat> phone conversation with people not just a text message and and to you know have these moments where i can look at you and know that you're safe and you're sound and, and 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 meet new people still even in this pandemic so i just think mm-hmm. that um there's there's of course there's things that we wished our eyes wouldn't have seen so many people have lost loved ones and i'm just praying for everybody even if you're watching now if you lost a loved one or know somebody who's lost a loved one you're just dealing with just the compounded pressure but god is still in control he is still Alpha and Omega. He is still the beginning and the end. And although this middle is looking kind of crazy, he has still got all power in his hands. And that's the thing that we have to hold on to. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So tell me, um, you know, success means something different to everybody. Um, so how do you how do you how does Moret define success? Like, what does that look like for you? Is it in terms of uh, sales, impact, personal fulfillment? What, what does success mean to you? Um, success means to me really the, the, the reason why you have me on today is the longevity. I prayed a very simple prayer, um, two simple prayers when I started this. And the first prayer was to take, was to ask God to take my music further than I could physically take it. And I've watched him do that with everything that I've released. He's allowed, there's not one project that I've done that hasn't been released to the world. So that's one thing. A lot of artists can't say that. I know artists that have music in the can now that they recorded mm-hmm. that isn't released. So that's one. And then the second thing was for him to move me out of the way so that he could get the glory and to have longevity. So the thing is that the very simple prayers that I prayed, you know, 25 years ago, probably longer than that now, if I do the math right, are the things that have come to fruition. So fulfillment to me is that he's allowed my simple prayer. He heard my simple prayer and it came to fruition and it's still coming to fruition. And he's allowed me to have the other things that I did I didn't ask for. He allowed me to have a marriage that has been successful, ups, downs, everything in the middle, but we're yeah. together. He's allowed me to have three healthy kids, um, that, you know, I haven't run to the school with with behavior issues and, you know, beat up the teacher or the principal or anything like that. <laughs> I haven't been to the hospital for long stays um, with any of them. They're they're healthy. They're whole. They're healed. They are, you know, getting they're hitting their marks. I like to say the college graduates and co- matriculating in college. And I've got a 10th grader that I don't have to hang over her and say, get your homework done. And, you know, get, like, haven't you finished yet? They know what to do. They follow the example. So when I look at the things that I asked for that he's done and the things that I didn't ask for that he's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, the re- just the relationships, the, you know, even the people that I'm mentioning now, there's not one of those people unless they've gone on to be with the Lord that I cannot pick up the phone and call if I needed something. Um, the people that I've been and allowed to meet in different cities, the churches, even just lay members, people in churches that I've connected yeah. to that there's not a need that I have that God has, has not met ever in my entire life. I don't know what it's like to walk up to a light switch and the light doesn't come on. I don't know what it's like to be homeless. I don't know what it's like to not have food in my home. And not saying that that's maybe that's down the road, but as it stands today, I've mm-hmm. never seen any of the stuff that um, 
unfortunately, some people have had to deal with. And that's what keeps me running. That's what keeps me humble. That's what keeps me fighting. That's what makes me get up and say, God, you've done more. You've done exceedingly and abundantly more than I could have even asked or even thought to think. And you've done that for me in spite of me. So those are, Hmm. that is what keeps me going. That what, um, that's what it looks like in my rear view mirror. That's what it looks like Mm. in my present in these COVID conditions where, yeah, loss of income, loss of job, loss of, you know, seeing what's ahead, but knowing what he's done in the past and knowing what he's doing right now, keeping me, I only have an anticipation for what he's going to do in the future. Now I might look a little different. I might not be on an airplane every week. I might not be, you know, singing at the church all the time or whatever, but whatever it is, I've seen him do it. And I'm going to continue to watch him and, and work with him <laughs> as he works with yeah. me to continue in, in this vein. I, you know, I probably felt like you. I think COVID made me feel like, all right, I'm done. You know, this is good. I'm I'm tired. I'm, I'm you know, uh, going to kind of just, you know, this is my opportunity to retire, really. I thought that in my head. And then mm. I was like, no, seem like the more that I'm talking about not singing, yeah. it's like the better my voice is getting. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, shoot you know, you got to keep going. There's still something in me. The more I'm talking about, don't go sing. The more he's putting more word in me, more testimony in me, that's got to come out to bless somebody else. So um, I'm just going to hang in there. I encourage you to hang in there. I encourage JB hang in there. Everybody who's under the sound of our voice, hang in there. And if you haven't figured out what it is yet that you're supposed to do, God birthed you to do. I pray tonight that you ask him just in plain language. Hmm. Like I asked him, I just asked him, what is it I'm supposed to do? And he answered me clear as day. You're supposed to tell people about me since, uh, since you gave your life to me, tell people about me through music. And that's exactly, that's my only reason why I do what I do. If he'd have said do it through cooking, if he'd have said do it hmm. through mowing somebody's lawn, if he'd have said do it through decorating, if he'd have said do it through the preach word, which, you know, I don't know, maybe that's coming to, but however he took, if he'd have told me to do it through tap dancing, that's what I would have done. I wouldn't have questioned it. So this is, this is the way he told me, the way he created me to do it. And this is why I do it. Sorry wow. about that. Oh no, that's, that's all good. And that, that is success, you know, and it's just a reminder, you know, of, of what really matters. You know, sometimes we can get so busy chasing after, um, you know, these, these, these goals and trophies and charts and all of that kind of stuff that we miss moments that really matter. And so, you know, um, thank you for just kind of bringing us back to what this is all about, you know, because it's, it's easy to, to get distracted, you know, or to be discouraged when you don't feel as if, you're reaching the level where you feel like you should be reaching. So, um, like you said, making a difference, having an impact, that's success. Having a successful marriage is that success. You know, being able to get up in the morning and and, and the lights come on, that's success. And so, you know, again, just encouraging everybody to look at the things that are going well for you because God is, he's he's still there. You know, he's here and don't miss those moments, you know, chasing after things that, you know, may be still up the road, but it's coming. It's coming. And it's not always going to look, I'm sorry, it's not always going to look like it looks for somebody else. Your success can't be measured by what somebody else has. Tyler Perry became a billionaire last week, right? So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe we will (laughs) never become billionaires, but we can have, you know, billionaire faith, billionaire grace, billionaire love, billion. Like we have to look at it differently. I'm, I'm not to the level of some. I'm telling you this, and then I'll, then I'll like be done with my emotionalism. My daughter told me one day I was going out to sing, and I took her with me, um, the middle the middle child, and mm-hmm. she said to me out the blue, she said, "Don't take this the wrong way." And I was like, "Okay, you know." Hmm. She was like 13 at the time. I was like, "What are you getting ready to say to me?" She said, "You may not be as famous as like Kirk Franklin or Mary Mary." She named like maybe one other artist. She said, "But to the people who know you, you mm. matter." And I was like, boom, drops mic, walks away. There's doors I may never walk through. There's people I may never sing for. I still got people to this day messing up my name. I never heard of you. I don't know you. I know your music, but I don't know you or something. It doesn't matter. As long Mm -hmm. as whoever my voice was assigned to hears Mm -hmm. a song or hears what I'm supposed to do that God put in me to do, 
then that's my billionaire blessing right there. Wow. Ooh that's rich. That is so rich. Whew. Say la. Say la. Say la. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. Oh, I mean it. Yeah. I mean it. Florida, yeah. see. That's yeah. good. <laughs> so good. So good. Whew. All right. So um, you know, there was there was some other questions that I was gonna ask that you already <laughs> touched on, like encouraging people and you know, how would you like you you've already given so so many nuggets and tools and you know, um, I, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you this question: <laughs> Have you have you always known um, that you'd be a singer, or have you ever desired to do or be anything other than a singer, or is that all? Did you know from you know a long time ago? This is this is it for me. This is there is no plan B. Yeah, so I never wanted to be a singer. This is what I pictured until I um, I just thought singing was a cool thing to do, and I was pretty good at it. And I like to do it. I like doing it in church um, and around the house. And um, but once I got the call, of course, I went running with it. But I thought that I was just going to work a job and go sing on the weekends. And like, you know, that would be it. I just if I, you know, I really thought that was it. And it was it for a time. I was working a day job, singing with Richard, recording my own record and having kids and I was still working my day job hmm. still. So my, until up until my second album came out when I literally was going bonkers because I was driving 60 miles to work, not wow. back and forth, 60 miles to work and 60 miles home, plus traveling on the weekends, plus had a three-year-old and a, and a newborn baby. That's a lot. And I was wow. you know, winning Stella Awards, but then I'm back at my desk on Tuesday morning from Atlanta at the time, back at my desk pushing buttons and typing and stuff. So it never wow. was, I never was like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to quit my job. It never was that. It was, I'm going to have my job, I'm going to sing, I'm going to this, I'm whatever, until I can't do something, that's when I'm not going to do it. So even in that regard, I always knew I was going to be working. But God honored that he honored my effort he honored my hard work and then he allowed my husband to be great have a great job to have benefits and to have those things that i didn't necessarily have to worry about um yeah. in that regard you know and yeah. that and that has been the case this whole time so i've been um i've been very blessed yes 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 you have yes you have yeah. what an amazing story um, learning so many things it's amazing you know we've been knowing each other for a little while and, and yeah. i promise you there's so much that i i have not did not know <laughs> that i'm learning tonight so yeah. i appreciate you know, just even this time of like sharing crazy thick right <laughs> and no. since the third grade <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> it helps it helps you to see that's all that matters Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us something that we may not know about you what do you like to do in your free time what would surprise us that we just God. wouldn't wouldn't know what was surprise um i have a slight addiction to bubble gum mm. okay. um, <laughs> and not like the the cheesy kind like actual like bubble gum balls oh. you know like um okay. what is it yeah it's got to be like a core i can't hardly walk past the machines now i do because of corona but stick the quarter in right. and turn it and get yeah that's kind of my thing so yeah, but it's too much sugar now. Now I'm trying to lose my COVID pounds, and a gumball <laughs> has 30 calories. Okay, Jesus. one gumball, 30 calories, ain't worth wow. it. Wow. So wow. Yeah, you welcome. And so, <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, you know, there's there's not um, there's not too much um other than that. I just yeah. um, I'm a TV aholic, so pray for me in that realm. What type of shows do you oh. do? You like the crime shows? So I like, no, once I started having kids, then it was television in 30 minute increments. So any kind of sitcoms, because I couldn't okay. dedicate any more time to, to that. I maybe had like a 30 minute window that I could sit down without somebody asking me for something. So I'm really right. anything um, that's a comedy. And then I like to keep it light. There's so much crazy going on in the world that when I sit down and watch TV, I want to giggle. Um, so that's kind of 
that's kind of what I do. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, well, we're gonna um, you know, start the transition. I wanted to um just mention that I was speaking to somebody about you um maybe about a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and uh the person was just talking about how great you are in radio. And oh, yeah, they were just like, man, she's a natural. She's, you know, you would think that, you know, the people that have been doing it longer and are more successful, you know, quote unquote. Um, but she, she's just really a natural. And that person was TJ Live um, oh, nice. from uh, Erica, Erica Campbell's show. Yeah. And so, oh, cool. um, yeah, we talked for a while. She'll be on the show in a couple of weeks as well. Nice. Yeah, but, that's um, my girl. She was like, I can't wait. I don't know if she's on tonight or not. She's like, I can't wait for you to have her on. You may want to have her on every week because she's yeah. just <laughs> listen. Aren't you, um, yeah, I love her. And I love <laughs> even that opportunity. I did radio for um little oh gosh, a little under four years. COVID was the uh the uh the end of my radio career, that part of it anyway. But that um part. it really, it literally was now. See that again. That was something that was on my list of things that I really wanted to do that I thought I would actually be good at. And it literally landed in my lap. And that was because of, you know, conversation around a table, you know, Mm -hmm. a station, a slot open in Baltimore. And it literally was like 15 minutes from my house. I could drop my kids off at school, go in, do my show, my show crazy. And then Hmm. leave, pick my kids up from school. And, um, that was just a such a blessing, such a huge opportunity for me. Big shout out to Kathy Hughes and Radio One. You know, yeah. I started in radio on like the biggest, you know, mega radio people, hmm. you know, Radio right. One. Like, it doesn't get much yeah. bigger than that. So who can say that? But that's nothing short but the mercies of God. So I'm, I'm grateful for that opportunity. I'm looking forward to more. Um, and, you know, I've got some things, kind of some irons in the fire that I'm working on in regards to continuing on in radio because I do miss it. I was a little yeah. in my feelings. Um, I can, but, I can you imagine. Know, I told mm-hmm. God, I was like, you know, the same joy that I had, hmm, the same joy that I had when he allowed me that door to open was the same joy that I wanted to have when the door shut because mm-hmm. nothing is permanent. And he's allowed me to have that. So I, I, hold, I hold no you know, of course you're sad because you miss, I miss my coworkers and friends and just those things. But, um, you know, God does all things well, so he's going to continue yeah. to do that. So it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, like I said, I was really excited that you accepted the invitation and, um, yeah. you know, most times, well, I can't even say most, every time I've reached out to you for anything, you, you've, you've tried to do it. You've made an attempt and I, I appreciate <laughs> Except it. For, that. Except for that time I needed something I had to figure out. I was like, I can't, man. I can't. This but it was the effort. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it wasn't a no, I can't no, do that. No, nah, it, it was a, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me try. Let me see what Absolutely. I can do. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll do it all. Come all on. <laughs> Well, I just want to please you, (laughs) Lord Jesus. So you can receive, yes, sir. Thank you. And not only that, like I've had an opportunity to do a song, a Christmas song that we're featured together. Yeah. Like that's something that I value so much. I, I look forward to that time of year every year Me now. Too. It's like, hey, <laughs> I got a record with Moret Brown Clark. Y'all want to yeah. hear it? Like the hear it, hear it go. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> JB, did you have any uh, any final questions or words that you want to have before we transition? I just wanted to thank uh, Marette for being on here. I've been a fan for for years. Uh, thank so you. I just, yeah, I'm a musician, so I'm not I'm not a good musician. I'm just a, you know basically. Yes, musician, he is. <laughs> thank you. <Barry. laughs> thank you. I just you know, and so uh, you know, I call myself a church musician, but I I, I do appreciate your songs uh, because throughout thank the years they have blessed blessed many people. I know for me in my life they have blessed me. So it's a pleasure to Yay. meet you. It's a pleasure to uh, to hear your 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 testimony and your walk. Yeah, it really blessed me on today, so I want to thank you. Thank you so much. And like I yeah. told tell you, you're stuck with me, so this is good. My love to your wife. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. I'll let her know. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, so Moret, what's 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 next for you? How can our listeners and we support you? Um, if you don't mind giving us your social media handles yeah, and kind of no. just tell us what, what can we look out for? 
So definitely, you know, I'm in the house, as you can see, in the house. So um, <laughs> we're working on writing some songs. Speaking of that, you sh you ought to go go ahead and just put some pen to paper and write me a banger. Well, just saying. Come on, it's and, done. And uh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And I mean it, because I was gonna go back and drag out one of your old songs. So just saying, mm. if you want something new, I can drag I out something. an old one and just repurpose it. I can do that, but for um, me, y'all heard a world. The world not, heard you. you it's on. It's on record. <laughs> you know I'm not playing with you. That's I know. The truth no, right she's there. real. I love. Yes, but yes. um, you can follow me on social media everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's Moret uh, B Clark on Instagram and Twitter. Moret Brown Clark. I got the blue check verification on uh, Instagram. Yeah. I'm all big time with it. <laughs> um and my website's morettebrownclark.com uh look for the fro in a city near you and um <laughs> i'm just gonna keep uh doing what i do so more music um more radio maybe and um yes you know just whatever the door god allows to do allows to open for me i'm kind of like Amen. one of those people that just want to do what he called me to do nothing more nothing less so whatever he's okay. called me to do, you will see me in pursuit of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Thank you thank so much. You. We've enjoyed you just having you oh, and absolutely. your story. It's, it's been amazing. I, I can't wait you. to. <laughs> I love absolutely. you, too. <laughs> can't wait to listen back. Um, this will be available on our Apple Music podcast. It's the MJB with uh, I'm sorry, MJB Music with JB podcast. It's on oh. Apple. So you, you guys go ahead and subscribe to that podcast and you can get all this great content and listen over and over again. Let it settle in your spirits. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's just just an awesome opportunity. Um, these guests that we've had, like you've heard on tonight, you know, they're they are giving freely. They are giving um, giving you you're entering a room that you may not all the time get a chance to enter. Um, this is Marette Brown Clark, y'all. It's, it's she's not accessible to everyone, but she's here tonight and she's giving of her herself and um just i just we just we love you and appreciate you so much so jb can if you just, can just tell can i just say one thing real quick oh yeah for sure i love you and i'm proud of you thank you You're i welcome. love you too i appreciate it appreciate yep. it <laughs> i appreciate it yeah. jb that's awesome we yeah. did it man we've got another yeah. one in the books yeah. um <laughs> so <in> the books, yeah. <laughs> yes sir um we'll love to have her back someday um absolutely uh, yeah, so tell them, just tell them um, just our schedule and, you know, when they can find us, how they can find us and those type of things. So we are uh, we are um, on live Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Facebook and on the YouTube. Uh, and we do we do we're coming on at 7 p.m. Central time, Central Standard Time. Uh, and that is what time in your, in, your, in, your, in your neck of the woods, Mario? That's, That's 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes, Boy, sir. I tell you. Yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern, <laughs> 7 p.m. Central. And so, uh, you know, wherever, wherever you're at on other parts of the world, um, so that's what that's what we're doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Uh, and also, as Mario stated earlier, we are also on Apple iTunes uh, podcast. Uh, so subscribe there to the MJB Music with JB podcast, more than just mm -hmm. a song. And you can get all of our latest up, uh, uh, podcast um, guests on there. I think they're all loaded up until this point. So definitely yes. go on there and get 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 uh, the information. Uh, and it's it's some great information. I'm trying to tell you, I've been listening Absolutely. all week long. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday. This coming Wednesday at eight o'clock Eastern PM. Um, we have none other than hit maker, songwriter Rico Love. Um, he's written songs for uh, Beyonce and yeah, for yeah. Usher and for uh, you name it. <laughs> Anybody right. you could possibly think of. He, he, he's, he's pretty he's a big deal. So we're excited to have him on. And he's going to be talking about songwriting, um, hit, how to write a hit record. And um, yeah, he's 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 full of uh, wisdom and insight. So make sure you tune in. We're looking forward to that episode as well. So um, that's all I got. JB, anything else? That's all I got. We're, all uh, right. Well, we up. love you guys. So, thank you for all. Thank you all for all the guests tuning. Uh, for all our people that's on on Facebook and all that tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, next week. All right. <laughs> see you on Wednesday. Wednesday. No, we'll see you Wednesday. 
We gonna see you Wednesday. Yeah, not next week. All right. Have a good night. Yep, everybody have a good night.